Hey, welcome to Theme Team. I'm Adam. I'm Preach. I'm Jeb. We think that the movies that resonate with us the most are saying something that's really important to humanity. That they are making some sort of claim about a better way to live. Some people call this a theme, others call it a moral, we call it an armature. The best movies in our findings are the ones that are saying something specific, and say it really well. So, join us as we analyze and take apart some classic movies, and see what they're trying to say. In this week's episode, we're looking at Billy Wilder's Sunset Boulevard, which is a pretty old movie, but it is pretty dope. So, join us on the journey, and I hope you enjoy what we find. Hi, everyone. Uh, this week, we uh, watched the movie Sunset Boulevard, uh, directed by um, Billy Wilder. It was, uh, it was a very interesting watch. Uh, so, what do you guys think? Um, it was, it was hard to watch, it was spooky, but in the end, it, uh, it was good, I guess. It, it felt weighty by the end, like, everything was really clear, I guess, so that's probably why it felt weighty, but yeah, I, I liked it, it was very spooky. Yeah, I would, I'd agree with that, it, it, it uh, it was definitely uh, very, in, uh, yeah, yeah. It it felt very intense all the way through. Uh, yeah, I, where it wasn't really like focused on a, a sp- specific thing. I you know I didn't have time to think. Oh, like what? Where's this going? Or anything like where? Like what is it about? Or anything? It was just like, oh, like oh no, oh no, they. You're gonna find out about that. Is he gonna get out of this? Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Why is he still there? Yeah, yeah. It definitely gripped me the whole time. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm definitely with you guys on the. Like it was, it was pretty tense throughout, um, which I thought was interesting because, um, the the subject matter is is like from like looking at it from the outside kind of isn't that tense mm-hmm. like if you were going to try and describe the movie to someone I was like oh it's about this this uh struggling uh screenwriter in hollywood he's having trouble trying to get a job it's like how you'd start it it's like it's not you know it's not it's not like a wartime epic or something so it's like right. it's it's it, but it's interesting that like you know it's this sort of it just because of the the subject matter seeming kind of benign it's it's absolutely not the tension is all there the the whole way through and you're kind of feeling it yeah like it sets up the tension through i guess things just being a little off like pacing but then also just you know the what's the actress's name um uh... Uh, Norma Desmond. Yeah, Norma Desmond. Um, yeah, just you—you you get a sense of sort of some sort of mental illness f- from her from the start. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they start her kind of bearing her monkey friend, and he mentions, you know, it's all so serious to them. Mm-hmm. So it's like you get that feeling, and just yeah, I mean, it does it well. Like it sets up like each. Each thing 
he's kind of banking on a certain level of trust from her that she's not really providing, but they're making him more and more dependent on them. So it's like, just like these slow little growing points that like you're very aware of and can feel it building. Yeah. Yeah. And at the same, but the same, but at the same time, yeah, while we want him, you know, to get away, you, yeah, you, you still feel, feel conflicted because, you know, you, know, you feel bad for her. Right. Yeah. Cause you, yeah, you feel bad for her because of her, like, cause she's clearly got some kind of, um, some kind of mental issue going on. And, but you also, sorry. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, uh, yeah. Just like, uh, I, uh, I'm not being able to, to, uh, to move on and, and let, let go of the past. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then also I thought it did a really good job of like, so yeah, you want him to get out of this and you want him to kind of move forward with this opportunity that like sort of comes to him. But at the same time, you don't feel too sorry for him as things start to progress because like, like his whole thing when he meets her is like, Hey, maybe I could I could take advantage of this, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you know this, you know. So his his objective is to take advantage of someone who's clearly got like some issues, but you know she's ridiculously rich. So you know he's just like yeah, why not? But then as things start getting taken care of for him, then he starts being like, oh wait, what are you doing? Yeah, it was. It's also weird too, um, for his character change, because, so yeah, like you said, like he had that beat where he was gonna try to take advantage of you know this kind of mentally ill woman and you know, finish her script, so on and so forth. But then he was pretty averse to everything she was offering him, giving him the more and more dependency that they were creating. And then there was that weird point right where she first tried to commit suicide, and then he just leaned in for the kiss. And then it was this kind of weird gray area for the rest of the film until he admitted to the other writer girl. I forget her name too. Sorry. Uh, Betty. Betty. Mm. Um, That was the first time he actually admitted to like himself and to everybody else that like, this is the situation that's happening. I'm, I'm just here to take advantage of the wealth, Mm -hmm. but it is interesting that they played it. He didn't um, say that earlier on, which I think was a good choice. It was just, it really did make this gray area feeling of like, why does he keep going back? Like, it, like I didn't understand why he uh, kissed um, Norma that one time. I think the first I, time. I think at that point, that's because that that's when she's, that's after she tried to slit her wrists, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was. Because he, at that point, felt guilty because she'd, she said earlier that night, like she had, you know, she'd said to him that she, like, in uh, not so many words, that she was like, like, 
her there for as far as she was concerned, their relationship wasn't a working relationship anymore. She was somewhat in love with him, and then he immediately kind of rejects that. So I think at that point later on, now he's just trying to because that's his character is just trying to kind of like say what people want to hear or what he thinks they need to hear to get either away from a situation or past a situation. That's all he's ever seems to be trying to do because that's what he does with it. Yeah, because that's what he does with the debt collectors. He's just like, oh, yeah, the car's not here, guys. Sorry, my friend took it Um, with um, with Betty uh, when she's just like, I need you to, you know, we can do this. We can write this story together. And he's just like, no, no, you got this. Just, uh, you know, they they're a couple, but they're not a couple and they never see each other because they work different shifts or something and then walks away. It's just like. I'm just going to give you what I think you need right now to move on. So, and I think that's exactly what that is with her. Mm. It's like, uh, she'll be, if I just kiss her, like, cause obviously he doesn't have those same kind of romantic feelings for her, but he's just like, eh, if I kiss her, give her what she wants, it'll make this all better. It'll be fine. Not like trying to think ahead of like what he should do. So like, given that, then what do you think the armature is? I've had trouble with this one for the armature mm-hmm. um, because I think like part of it was like for me felt like that like, you can't be stuck in the you, you, you can't be stuck in the past you've got to move forward mm-hmm. because that's her problem right. and the butler right because he's like because that's the only reason I can think of the thing with the butler when he's just like, oh, by the way, you know, he's just like, I was her first husband and I was a movie director. So it's like, oh, he so can't weird. move on either. He mm. still loves her. She didn't love him, him anymore for a long time. So he's willing to become her servant when he mm. was like, he says like there were three upcoming directors. There was one guy he named Cecil B. DeMille and him. Mm-hmm. So like, Crap, so you could have been Cecil B. DeMille now. Like, who's that big, like, high-end, top Hollywood director guy. Right. Um, and you're not through choice of wanting to just spend time with her in any way you could. And the only way you could is just be her servant. Because right. she'd moved on to some other guy. Um, but, like, that was, it wasn't clear to me that that was his thing yeah joe's thing right uh yeah yeah i was i was kind of on the that same train of thought like yeah for if it was something like that uh right like uh, i think about it and I, I just watched it a second time today and uh yeah yeah, with her, it's, it's very clear that yeah, yeah uh, uh, she's stuck in the past and everything. And but uh, uh with uh, with uh, Joe, he at least like, as we're as we're first first introduced to him, uh, it, he's he's very concerned with with the. Uh, with the now and and the and the and the problems 
ice face at the moment. You know, he's just, he's just trying to get by, basically. You know, he's a... Hmm. More of a short-term uh, solution. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, with the... Eh, like, like, oh, I'm not... I'm not trying to win any Academy Awards, you right. know, just, hmm. you know, just, uh, and, and then, uh, uh, Betty may be more like, you know, like, more like, uh, uh, see, more seeing the possibilities for the future. Yes, yeah. yeah. yeah, so, yes, yeah, so, so, like, the, like, like th- those three, three characters, uh, yeah, yeah, sort sort of re- representing the uh, uh, past, past, pre- present, future. Mm. Uh, that's interesting. Mm. Yeah, actually, that's a really good point about Betty. So, yeah, maybe it's maybe it's something more like mm. you can't just be stuck in the past or think about the now. You have to think about the future. I don't think that's exactly what it is, but I think that's part of it. Yeah. Because that's her whole thing. I, I love the fact that she even says, like, you know, think if you're going to try and tell a story, you have to try and say something. Right. <laughs> and, and... Yeah, I... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did... I did... Write, write down a couple of those quotes because yeah, was, <laughs> like yeah, she says, uh, "I I just think pictures should should say a little something," <laughs> and 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 then Joe responds with, "Like oh oh, one of the message kids, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a story won't do." <laughs> Shots fired, yeah. But mm-hmm. then you know, automatically yeah. not learning the lesson. He's the guy who's, she, you know. Okay, she's not a writer, she's a reader at that point, but, you know, so, someone who's read a bunch of stories, they at least trust her to do that and then make some decisions about it, because uh, the boss guy that he tries to, like, the or whoever, the Paramount head that he tries to talk to to get a job, like, trusts her word. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not like, oh, give me the scripts. He, she's like, oh, what? Do, he's like, what do you think? And she says like this, this, and this, and he just takes his word, takes her word for it, yeah. even though the guy's standing right there, and she's talking about his script. Is that like, oh, I'm gonna give you a chance? It's like, it, it, like it doesn't say it explicitly, but he's essentially saying, she said it's a lot of crap. It's a lot of crap. Right. <laughs> uh, like you can stand here try and convince me all you want. I, I trust her word. So. Someone clearly understands what they're talking about. They're telling you what maybe you should do to fix it. And you're like, no, 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 no. I'm going to do this. <laughs> yeah. And then the same thing with um, with the actress. With, like, her story is, you know, is... A story that exists, and then it's just been, and she's written it in a way where it's all just about her. Because even when he's trying to take a scene out, she's like, "Well, you know, we shouldn't cut back to you because we just had you in the scene, so we should go to this." And she's like, "Well, why would you want to cut away from me?" <laughs> it's like, "Well, <laughs> mm-hmm. try to 
so if you think of like the first act, we mostly set up a lot of Joe's life, right? Mm-hmm. I guess that is when uh, he meets um, Betty for the first time too, and then they have that conversation. Just yeah, trying to think of any situations that would have helped, I guess, state the proposal. Because mm. he, yeah, because the stuff that you get in the first, you get from like the thing with the, the well, we open with the thing with the uh, the repo guys, right. And then he tries to go get the money from the studios, can't, uh, ends up at um, the big house, and uh, and then meets uh, meets um, them both, the, the actress and her butler. Mm-hmm. So did you say the second act starts in the morning? Yes. Like yes, okay. the first act ends I think when he like when he finishes narrating that bit where he's just like things are about to get more peculiar or oh, something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> I do kind of like lines like that. Um Kaylee was showing me the book, uh, the little prince and that book starts out saying, like, this is not a happy story. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we have... We have Betty who has, like... Sort of, I guess, a long-term strategy. Like, a, a story should say something is kind of, like... You're saying this should help people throughout time. In a sense. I don't know if <laughs> it was trying to get that deep. But, uh... Then, yeah, Joe's whole thing is, well, <laughs> I'm just trying to make a quick buck. Whether they're trying to take my car, so yeah, he's he's in the now. It is interesting that they would bring Norm Norma in there and have her such be such a big part of it, because it seems if like that's what you're trying to say is don't live in the now, you know, kind of think of things bigger than right now. Then adding in the, like, the logical conclusion of getting stuck in your past is kind of weird. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just missing the connection. Yeah. It's, yeah, I think there's, we got to delve a little bit more, I think, to, because I, because uh, I, I feel, I feel a similar disconnect. So I think it's, it's, it might be something, I think it might be something else. That is trying to get at. Um, it may be. Because um, the, the difference with them all also. Yeah. So, so we said it's. It's. So she's. She's also more. She's the only one of them that's hopeful. True. Like she's hopeful about what could happen and what can be done, even though, like she says, like you know she's just a she's just a reader, but she wants to write and she's trying to, um, 
and she sees the um she sees the potential in uh what's his name joe yeah um like because I think they, at one point they even have a line because he mentioned something he wrote before. She's like, oh, no, you've written stuff before. You wrote this. And he was like, well, that was last year. This year I'm just trying to make a buck. Right, right. And it's like he's – so he's he's already become jaded. And then also I guess um, Norma Desmond just reinforces his – jadedness to the world right he's jaded about everything mm-hmm. like there's no glitz or glamour for him in like the you know in Hollywood anymore and there, you know fair arguments that there shouldn't be but like he's he's so jaded now that he sees no kind of light or hope anywhere he's just like you know Maybe I just need to, you know, just need to sell my stuff and get enough money together to get back to Ohio or wherever he's from, and then he can. That yeah, that's his plan. He's just gonna go back to Ohio, try and get his old copy editor job if it's if it's still there. He even says like if it's still available, mm-hmm. and then I'll tell them where they can go get the cars and they'll leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a real hard time trying to think of all that because i mean the the loudest character is well the loudest in, like relationship is that of uh, norma and joe i was so okay i this was something i talked to kaylee about yesterday um i thought there was a parallel between when there's that scene that joe and betty when they're kind of walking around hollywood and they look at her favorite street and they mm. comment, you know, it was just all made of cardboard and all that. I thought that was a direct parallel to the fantasy that Norma was living in. I don't know if that was a correct interpretation, but. Uh... Hmm. Like, like describing like, like, like part of it is all mirrors. Mirrors. Yeah. And just like lies. Like it, those weren't real buildings. They were all facades. And that's mm. kind of. Oh, gotcha. You know, because of Max and what she tells herself, like she believes in a house of facades. Yeah, because he's doing the the letters and and everything, keeping her like telling her what she wants to hear. That was something else that I kind of picked up on was she. Norma is basically constantly being fed what she wants to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and that leads her to the place that she's in. Um, um, Joe is the opposite. He's constantly hearing the things he doesn't want to hear. <laughs> Like, all he wants is someone to give him, mm. like, give him the thinking. Maybe that's right, because like, she gets everything she wants. Yeah. That's true. He's not getting anything that he wants. But he's also not willing to do what he has to. Yeah, he's not willing to work for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I, actually, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't uh, quite... 
at the time couldn't quite connect to, but uh, uh, when when she was I, I telling of the story, telling him about the story, the story, the story of uh, involving involving uh, her her nose. Uh, she also mentioned that it cost three hundred dollars, yeah. you know, which is why he mm-hmm. he needed it. Mm, yeah. Like uh, like 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 that. You know, yeah, you know, which 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 also didn't end up working out for uh, uh, for her. Uh, for her either, but uh, she didn't let that stop her. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I think we're onto something with that. Like much. I don't know the articulation of it yet, but that's. That feels like it's part of it because yeah, she's. She doesn't have what she wants, but she's working towards it no matter what and she's doing whatever it takes as well she's she's working yeah after she's staying at like after work she's doing the thing that she can right now to like you know pay the bills and whatnot and then willing to put in the extra time like right late at night he's even when he's she's like look uh you know we, we can work on this I, i'm willing to put in the time and he's just like no 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 i was like look I'll get done here at five. We can yeah. work at like we can work from then t- till like midnight or later. We can work through the night. We can work early in the morning on the weekends, whenever you want. And he's just like, no, 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 no. Just brushing her off, brushing her off. Won't do it. And it's like that. This is the thing that you want. You want to. You're saying you want to write. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's the easy route. Right. Because yeah. at that point, he's just like, I got this thing now. I got you know. All my stuff's taken care of. And it's like, you're getting, you're not getting the thing you need. Right. And, uh, you know, because of that, you can't, he can't get the things he wants because he's not doing the thing he needs to do. And then he, and that's the, yeah, and that's the irony of it because he sees that for Norma. He can't see it for himself. Like he sees that this is not good for Norma. Like the money. Like, yeah, not what the the lies about her persona. Like the the fa- the thing that Max is doing to her. If he's not mm. doing it out of, he's not doing it to be spiteful. He's doing it because he cares for her and he loves her and he's trying to, you know, protect her from. You know things that she won't like, but uh, Joe sees that that's not actually good for her because he even says at one point, and he's like, you know, you know, he says to her something like, "You're a woman of fifty. There's no shame in being a woman of fifty. It's mm-hmm. only if you're trying to act like a woman of twenty-five or something, right. like so, something along those lines. Like, it, you know, it's, what you are is fine. It's only strange because you're trying to be something that you're not." Hmm. So is, is that what you're saying that Joe needs to learn? Like, it, he's trying to be something that he's not. It's out. It's not quite that, but that's the art. I think he's seeing that she doesn't have what she she's what's she's getting is not what she needs. 
and he sees that in her. Right? He sees mm-hmm. that like this stuff that is being done is not good for her. And what she needs to do is move on and mm-hmm. then she can then she can grow as a person and be better. And the reason she's all jacked up the way she is is because she's stuck in the past and she's not and uh and she's being enabled to remain stuck in the past. Right. Um but By literally everyone. Right. And like he's the only one and he even takes advantage of the situation um and does it to her as well sometimes but he at least sees it and then you know gives somewhat uh somewhat attempts to do something about it and tries to tell max that he shouldn't be doing that and they need to move on and mm-hmm. and max won't let it happen but he doesn't see that in himself he doesn't see that he needs to move on and do something else. He like gets himself sucked in there and he's like, he's given this opportunity to move on. Like you come here and do this. And then he kind of keeps just like brushing it off. And then he almost makes the turn because he does eventually start working with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but by then it's too late. Yeah. So <laughs> it's weird. It's one of the, I got the feeling that like that this is, Whatever this is, it's right on the tip of my, <laughs> my tongue. It's just not quite there. Yeah, we're just dancing around it. Yeah. Does does the money have something to do with it? Because there is also that one line when uh, Norma's freaking out and she's like, what do you want? Whatever you want, I can buy it. Like, I can get you whatever you need. That I think that's what she says. Mm. So it's it's like uh, Betty, Betty and Joe are in the same situation. They're both out three hundred dollars, um, but Betty is like, "Whatever, I'm, I'm still going forward with it." Whereas Joe's like, "I, I can't think of the future right now. I need a, I just need to get the three hundred dollars. I need to figure out how to get out of this situation." And then on the other side of it, then you have Norma who has unlimited money. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it is something more simple, like just money isn't everything. Because it, it like he's the one who needs to learn that lesson. Mm-hmm. Because he thinks, my, or at the beginning of the story, money is everything to him. Like, you know, the first thing that's happening right. is, give me some money, otherwise you take your car, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of all first act for him is like i got no money and then he meets someone who has essentially unlimited money Mm -hmm. right like she she even says she's got a million dollars which is a crap ton of money especially in 1950 or 1940 whenever this is that's a ridiculous amount of money yeah when she said how much like that car was i think it was like seventeen thousand or something my brain was like oh my gosh that was really a lot of money back then yeah. exactly right it's just like custom yeah. made and all that stuff yeah so and and since uh he was just in at the start in pursuit of uh, of the of, of the money he had uh thrown uh, he had uh thrown out the, out his passion you mm. know of in exchange for that but once he got unlimited, basically unlimited access to money. You know, it's like, oh, now I don't have 
Oh, hey, what what do I have then? I, I think I hmm. I think I got it actually. Maybe it's it's money can't buy you happiness. Hmm. Because he's okay. the guy that goes from having he has no money at the start and he's unhappy and he thinks he's unhappy because he has no money and all he wants to do is pay off the car that's his objective is just I gotta pay them for the car because I can't lose the car I gotta have a car right. right and and then he gets access to her money essentially mm-hmm. um she pays off his rent for his apartment um the only reason she, she probably would have paid off the car um but I don't think it ever really came up or didn't he didn't bring it up or still maybe thought she was going to pay him or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, and that didn't come to fruition. So he lost the car, but then he had her car or whatever. But yeah, then so his thing is like, if I just get paid, if I just get the money, everything will be OK. Norma has all the money. And she is not happy. She's still stuck in the past. She's got something mm. else that's pulling her down. Mm. Um, Betty is broke. So is her husband, or her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like he's like he's pining for jobs and stuff, and they're like having trouble and everything. Like even like some joke about like it's like oh the the piece you're writing. Could you make sure there's a lot of like you know. Yeah, a lot of location work, so maybe they need another assistant director uh, yeah. or something like like right. like shilling for a job, making a joke about it. Yeah. Um, but they are happy. Like the every time we see them, like they're just they're happy in what they're doing and the fact that they're with each other and they're trying to move forward or move to like into a new place. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah. And they don't have money. Like, they, they, when he meets up with them both, they're at some party where they are just, uh, you know, it's all like a bunch of out of work writers and uh, actors who haven't made it big yet. Um, even says, even says like, no. Yeah, we got an open space on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. And like, they go to the punch bowl and he's like, hey, uh, but like, you know, only, only three, three cups uh, from yeah. the punch bowl. That's the rule. Okay. Like, so they're broke. They got no money. Right. They're just making do with what they got. And every yeah. time they meet up with Joe, they, he always comments on what he's wearing and where he got it from. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that's always like, what is this, mink? What are you wearing? And he takes <laughs> the jacket off. He's like, let's get this tux on. What the heck? And then next time when they meet in the store, same deal again. Um, yeah, so I think maybe that's what... That, that yeah. kind of feels like it might... At least it feels like it's in the right direction. And and Betty wasn't able to uh, buy her way into act into the acting. Yeah, but was still able to find happiness despite. Oh that. yeah, yeah. Okay, um, I think I think that's cogent. It'd be interesting now watching it with that uh, that framework. See if it still works. Because I mean, yeah, I uh-huh. I think that a lot of that uh, is shown. Like, you know, you have a a pet monkey, which is an expensive um, pet, but you know, all expensive things die, uh-huh. and um, he tr- she essentially tries to buy a husband, 
to yeah. make her happy in Joe. And but uh, he's essentially he's essentially a replacement monkey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he's she's literally like dressing him and stuff like uh yeah, what are you wearing that crappy jacket for? Yeah, you wear been wearing that for the last three days. It Let bores me, uh, me. Yeah. Let me uh go I'm gonna go get you some nice clothes. Take us to you know take us to the, the best uh men's clothing store in town and then she's just buying him all this stuff that she's picking. Mm-hmm. It's not even like pick out the thing that you want and I'll buy it for you. It's like the oh no, blue velvet, that's that's my favorite. We're gonna put that single breasted of course and all this stuff. That clerk even says, you know, as yeah. long as the lady's <laughs> buying, why don't you get the more expensive one? Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that I'm having trouble fitting into it right now is the very end when she's um, prepping for her movie. Uh, and then, you know, the whole crazy, like, <laughs> camera scene with the news at the end. Because mm. that, that still reeks of living in the past. Yes, but she, because of, I think that's because of her mental illness, she's taking that as, because she says, I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeVille, which mm-hmm. now we know what that line is from. I've heard that forever. Yeah. <laughs> really? Um, I haven't heard that. Yeah, It's just like some, uh, I don't even know why it's referenced anymore, but it's referenced I, as an old line. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either, because it has, like, not even the slightest bit of context for anything else yeah is do people just like, say kind of like you know playfully gaudy like i'm ready for my close-up to fill is that usually how it's used so, somewhat yeah because i don't even think the people who i have heard say it necessarily know where it comes from <laughs> okay <laughs> but so they're saying it in like uh you know they're just saying it in like a movie referency like oh you know if they're getting ready for a you know to be on camera or get some pictures taken mm-hmm. or something. Like, I'm ready for my mm-hmm. close-up, Mr. DeVille, just because the way she says it. But it's like, people seen that movie yeah. and knew the context yeah. of what's going on. I don't think they'd say yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I think also that's him, that's Joe kind of maybe realizing how, how far this has gone. Mm-hmm. And now it's over. So he's just trying to give her a moment of happiness because the next thing that she's because she's done she's gonna go into a mental asylum or go to prison at that you point. Mean Max. Sorry, yes. Um, okay. Sorry, yes, confused. Max, not Joe. Um, I think yes, Max at the end. I think is just trying to give her a moment of kind of bliss because essentially her life is that like he's not gonna be able to protect her now. Mm. She's not gonna be able. Like she's gonna oh, be the happiness she couldn't buy. Yeah, exactly. Just for the briefest moment, because after that, it's all over. Like all her comfort is gonna be gone. Her being told what she wants to hear is gonna be gone. And it's. I, I yeah. guess that makes sense because if you have. If you have money, you can hire the people to keep up the lie. Mm-hmm. A part of this that is still kind of confusing is... So you know the scene when she goes to the Paramount lot, and then there's that painfully awkward situation <laughs> where 
she's talking to Miss, you know, the director Deville about mm-hmm. like her script, and <laughs> mm. he has to then pretend like he got it and that it I think was he good. did. I think he actually he, did, he did get it. And read he, it. He read it, but it was yeah. terrible. <laughs> yeah, so he had to. Look, like, oh, that god awful script. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, even then. Uh, those are the parts I'm still trying to have a heart. Because it'd be one thing if she tried to then, like... Well, actually, maybe it does. Because um, he said... The director DeVille said something like, it would be very expensive. And she said, like, oh, money's not... Money's not the object, you know. Yeah. Something like that. Maybe. I'm, I'm still... I think that's the best armature we have so far. Because yeah, money I'm, is definitely a part of, like, it's a big part of that film. That, that's for certain. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not opposed to being talked out of it if we have something more cogent. But I think that is because what Deville does is reinforce the lie of her, like, because he admires her, and even when like there's because there's other people on the lot going like Norma Desmond, you know, the heck is she doing here? She's a has been. He's like. Wait, don't talk about her like that. Like, he, he, like, even, it's not even like she's in earshot. He has, like, respect for her mm, role, right. and he has uh, sympathy for what's happened to her. Like, because he's, uh, he says, like, he was like, you know, he's like, why, why don't you just brush her off? And he's like, 30 million fans brushed her off. She doesn't, she deserves better than that. Mm hmm. Like, so he's he's aware of like the situation. Um, didn't didn't someone say even that she was responsible like for quote unquote making Paramount? I think she says that. Oh okay. Um, on the way in, because like there's the one guard who's just like, "Who the heck are you?" And then the old guard is like, "Oh, Norma Desmond." Right. And she's like, "Tell tell that guy he needs to know his uh, you know, he needs to know who he's talking to." Like you wouldn't even have a job without me because this studio wouldn't be here, oh, and okay. the guards just like, "Yep, you're absolutely right." Whether that's true or not, well, yeah, he's just like, "Yep, that. you're absolutely right." Okay. So I, I so I, so I maybe th- that, that. Sorry, I just <laughs> oh, no, <you laughs> go, go ahead. No, I was, go ahead. I, I was then like, well, then maybe that still makes sense with the connection I made with the the cardboard uh facades because you can pay money for facades but they're not going to give you like Mm. real honest interaction and like um you know intimacy and ability to grow and (laughs) see what actually is right yes because it's i get it's working both ways because She's buying her fake reality, right. and she doesn't know it's a fake reality. Like even um, say the movie theater that she has in her house, because right, you know, she doesn't want to go out. Yeah, and she doesn't want to admit that you know, you know, mm. maybe movies with sound have something to offer, right? Yeah, some merit, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, in in the. It, where she's uh, sitting in the studio, uh, is even that microphone? Yeah, now mm-hmm. scrolls by and she like pushes right. it away. But the difference is, Betty is pulling 
something of happiness from her past as well. And it's from something fake. But she knows it. Like, she knows, like, she's like, this This street is made of, like, cardboard and whatever, mirrors. Mm-hmm. But it's my favorite street in the world. Hmm. But it's just because of, like, so she's got childhood memories and stuff that she's holding on to that are happy for her. But she's not letting that hold her back. Which is she also didn't... interesting based on her, like, you know, her family history in the movie business. Because, like, she said, like, one family was, like, a stunt person and another person was, like, her grandma was a stunt person. Her mom was, like, a set designer or something, costume designer. So yeah. she kind of her dad still up. works somewhere, like, in, like, in the backstage crew or something. Right. So she kind of grew up in the facade. But then mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting because then what we were saying with her, like, buying the nose job was kind of playing into the facade but then it didn't work so then she had to like find a a greater purpose than that Mm -hmm. kind of i don't know i might be reaching with that Mm. like it was like 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 see seeing the inner workings and 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 then it it being proved to not work right Whereas Ray Norma was never f- faced with that uh, a reality. And also, like, so Norma had the side of, like, everyone, like, like feigning over her, right? Everyone, mm-hmm. like, doting on her every word. Like, the older people in the studio go nuts when she's there. Like, the old lighting guy is like, oh, it's Barbara Desmond. It puts the light mm-hmm. on her. And then right. everyone kind of, all the older people specifically go nuts in the studio. Like, oh, my God, it's Barbara Desmond. But um, Betty's past is all in those people. Mm-hmm. Like, so she didn't have to, she's not like she draw, had all the fame dropped on her. She's had the real world version of Hollywood. Where it's like, no, no, that's hard work, and there's stuff, you know, it's not all just like glitz and glamour. It's funny so, too, because I think when Cho says Norma Desmond, she's like, "Who?" And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, "You may not recognize the name, but you, you, you'd know her, or something like that. You'd see right. her face and know her." So it's kind of like her again, kind of rejecting that that side of Hollywood for the more. Kind of the more meaningful yeah. side, like, you know, the, the side that says something. Right. I don't know if any of that has to do with mm. money can't buy you happiness, but it's all interesting. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah even, uh, well, uh, you know, this, uh, I think it was, like, I connected what you're just saying to you know when they're uh, uh when they, when they're writing the story together and everything and and she she's uh, uh I talked about that about the teacher and everything he said like like oh yeah I, I had a teacher well I had a teacher like that and she's like oh oh well, that's that's why it's good because it's it's something yeah, true it's real it's real yeah Huh, okay. 
whereas all the the other you, uh, the stories clearly they don't say it this way, but the stories he's trying to tell are completely made up. Right, um, and just for money. Right. Um. Sorry, guys. It looks like I had bad timing here. Um, I had to stop recording and drop off for a second. Okay. I'm still, like, I'm on the fence with this. Like, I like... I like money doesn't bring happiness. I think that's fairly cogent uh, with everything we've talked about. Specifically the facades, though. Like, living in a fantasy. I guess my issue with that one, though, is Joe's character doesn't really express either side of those like you have Norman and mm. or Norma and Betty who's like Norma's hardcore <laughs> I live in the fantasy and then Betty's the no I like what's real but I don't know how well I mean in a way, I guess Joe's just pulled between the two. Hmm. Like. Like he. Okay. Yeah, like. Since he's, he's just. Or at least he gives off the. Uh, just being jaded and, like, Angus in a way neutral. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah. So it's a matter of which which uh, side of the spectrum is he going to end up on. Yeah, the doing it for money thing does add a wrench in the the cleanliness of the theme. I think. But I mean, kind of not though. Like, because the choice that is in front of him is. Uh, he has to live in a fantasy of his own to live an easier life, or he has to live a harder life to live the life that he actually wants, which is the real one, hmm. right? Because he loves Betty. Yeah. That's the truth. He does not love Norma. That's fantasy. Yeah. Uh, but... Um, I, I could I think that could be also a thread we could go down because the Norma at that point is just the easier choice like kind of the whole the difference between writing the two scripts like it's it's easier just to write a movie just to make a quick buck it's harder to write a movie that says something that's real All right, I'm going to stop talking so we can yeah. read. Okay, so you have Norma Desmond, Damon, whatever. Um, she lives completely in fantasy. And then you have uh, Betty who, you know, she lives in the real world. She uh, says that, you know, that's what she values in scripts. And then you have Joe in the middle who has to make the choice between them. So either... And his choice is based on what's easiest. You know, either all his problems are solved and he can 
live in fantasy and, you know, court or be faux husband or whatever to uh, Norma. Or he can go back into reality and, you know, date the person he actually loves. But that would be harder. It would be poor. But he'd also be doing the thing that he loves to. So mm. then in that world, then the the uh, armature would be something like, um, I don't know, live in truth, maybe something like that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I think that does fit. At least does it fits those bits of those situations. But I guess the the disconnect then is like. Is sort of like his his the, the start of of his first act. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I I'd have to watch it again, but mm-hmm. like he does lie um, about his car, so it's kind of a fantasy, and then that is mm-hmm. when he runs into uh, Betty the first time, and then also, you know, he's writing things that are untrue uh, for the sake of money. Yeah, and he doesn't like hearing the truth from her. Right. Hmm. To me, that, that is one that is more appealing for, to explore to me just because of that, that last ending scene. I think we talked about it before the break um, where, you know, she, she is living in utter fantasy at the end there. You know, she's more or less getting arrested, but she believes that she's on set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I do like it. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, uh, trying to, trying to think of a, Maybe. A good way to to phrase that because it's, it's, yeah. it, it's always best to be honest with yourself. Yeah, I'm I'm down with that because that's the one thing she isn't. Right, and that because I mean that's exactly more or less. You could say that's the conclusion statement. That whole speech he gives to her. It's like what you said. You know, it's a perfectly honorable being 50 yeah um you're just not 25 right like to me all of Mm -hmm. that makes sense within the theme that has to do with um being honest yeah actually that does work because he's essentially lying to himself the money is going to fix his problems that's why Mm -hmm. the money isn't everything is there that's right. the lesson he has to that's the lesson that he has to learn like in the as far as the plot is concerned um yeah because yeah. money isn't worth living the rest of his life with a crazy woman who he doesn't right. love like the prison he would have he to lie great. to himself to do that 
Right. He describes the house as a prison. Mm-hmm. So he would have to live in prison, but he'd ha- he'd be provided for. Right. Yeah. And it, it's not, another one of the quotes that I wrote, wrote down. Uh, it was it was uh, Joe's response after after Betty's talking about the teacher and everything and saying like, oh well that well that's true you know, like you should go with that and then and then he actually says like well oh like like who who wants true who yeah. wants moving yeah. Hmm. yeah 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 I I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and say that that's the armature. Yeah, I um, I'm sold. Yeah. I, cool. I think, I think that I think that uh, that that fits what we're saying. And then yeah, because that's the yeah that's the thing that makes all all of it fit. And that's literally what she's yeah, like you said. That's exactly what she's not doing. At the end. And. He pulls. He pulls that. Uh, he tries to pull that bandaid off, but it's too little, too late. Mm-hmm. And yeah, exactly. That was my other thought. Is he's going, he's going back to a reality. Oh, there goes gravity. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, it's too late. Like you said, he, the the facade has gotten too deep, and then he is shot because of it. Okay, I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, I think I'm gonna watch it again now. Actually, see see how that how it fits in with that now. Yeah, I might too. It is a creepy one. Yeah, but it it's more fun to watch movies with. Like I like watching it the first time, you know, just kind of being in it. But yes, it is a lot of fun watching movies kind of with the key, if you will. Yes. Like yeah. thing to pay attention to. Mm. Hey, thanks for listening. If you have any comments, please let us know in any comment section that's available to you. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can find us on social media. For me, it's Funstructive. For Preet, it's SMPreet. And Jeb will be Jeb Cosby. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram. I don't I don't know what other social media the guys are on, but you know, those those will suffice. That'll We'll we'll get those notifications. All right. Uh, see you guys next week. For oh, I almost forgot. For um, Castaway, we're doing Castaway next week. So prep up on that movie. It's v good. See you guys then. <laughs>